0: Hello, folks, and welcome to the Ben Show. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, aka Beck. As always, we love hearing from all of you comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305 900 Ben. That is 305 900 2363, or drop an email to BenRadioshow at gmail.com. My producer and sound engineer, co host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, is here. Before we get going, I want to first say quick, I'm going to excuse myself for my voice, all of you. It you're is, still not healthy. It's a little raspy, <laughs> but at least I have one. You, you know? can't
1: catch a break, can you?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I oh, oh, Over the weekend and last week here, I've been battling a sinus infection met with bronchitis and Tigger even got some peace and quiet. I don't think I have got to talk for about two days.
1: I'm not going to say, yeah, you're not. Right. <laughs> I know better to answer that one.
0: He's learned, he's learned. Quick shout out though, you know, to all of you ranchers, farmers, everybody involved in agriculture. This next coming week is National Egg Week. We are salute all of you. Shout out to everybody
1: that eats. There you go. It is National Agriculture Week. It should be National Thank a Farmer Week.
0: Thank a farmer, if thank a ate, rancher. Yeah, if you ate today. Thank anybody that has put some thank food a trucker on your for table. It? Yes, yes. And, you know, I can't remember. I should have brought some of those statistics, but how many people are involved in agriculture, oh, like you just said? got statistics. <laughs> Regardless, we appreciate you, and thank you for all that you're doing. <laughs> spring, spring, spring. It's finally here. I don't know. I've only heard Tigger griping Not about quite. it. For- Not quite.
1: Depending upon when you're listening to this will dictate because spring is on the 21st, you might be listening. No,
0: it's Sunday, March 20th this year. Ha ha ha, ha. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, I've rounded up some facts, fun trivia, things for y'all. So here we go, because that's what I kind of like to do. That's kind of my thing. You I lo- took I like... it.
1: No, you took this, Beck. I was the one who started with the trivia and the fun facts and all of that, and you, you took it. I haven't oh, done it for a long time. Shush
0: over there. Put, you, put your hat on. Get ready to answer some questions. <laughs> the first spring flowers are typically, as we may know, lilacs, irises, lilies, tulips, daffodils, and dan- d- dandelions, if is you it, want to call is this them a true flower. Or false? No, or these is, are facts. This is a
1: fact. Okay, I didn't know if I was supposed to be true Here's a false.
0: question for you, oh, though. Oh, no, here's the
1: question. heaven forbid.
0: <laughs> now, these flowers associated with spring... What do they have in common?
1: Uh, Let's see. What did you... I'm not color. Color? Maybe color. Not color. No. They are... Deals with growing. They are a early season flower? Well, obviously, they're in spring. I, I don't know.
0: They are often growing from bulbs. Oh, come on.
1: Beck, how was I supposed to get that? I don't have a PhD in gardening.
0: Well, we're working on that. You know how I love my uh, raised garden beds to flower beds. But yes, they're usually grown from bulbs planted in the fall. Okay, well, here's another one. What flower was once more valuable than gold?
1: Oh, not not the rose. I was going to, yeah.
0: You might even see pictures of these sometimes by the stock market guys. They'll have a picture of this hanging in their offices. The stock market, guys? Oh, yeah, this flower.
1: Uh, how many, uh, you got me on that one, honey.
0: During I'm- the 1600s, tulips were so valuable in Holland that their bulbs were worth more than gold. The craze was called the tulip mania or tiplomania, and it caused the crash of the Dutch economy. I just got Tigger to be quiet. I don't
1: even know what to say. <laughs> I, I don't know where do you come up with this stuff. It's impressive, but you threw me off with because I was thinking all of my broker buddies. I was thinking Kirk on on the Ranch It Up show that we might he's need got to send tulips. him a picture of a tulip. <gasps> Let's send him tulips.
0: <laughs> hey, quick thing on the tulips. I've actually been in Amsterdam for the big tulip festival. Do you have pictures of that? I'll have dig to dig some deep. up. That would be. But otherwise, to throw that those on your of Facebook. you wanting to plan some trips here in the beginning of May. There is one in the United States and it is in Holland, Michigan. And I oh. highly recommend checking We're, out their tulip festival.
1: That? Did you go to that I one? I have when was been in Michigan? to
0: it. Yes. Fields of tulips and I mean of every color. My Absolutely mom would beautiful. Go nuts. She would love yes. That. Worth taking the time to do it once in your life. Wow. Okay. Here's another one. During the spring, birds are more vocal. That's and true. do you know why?
1: Mating season.
0: That's part of it. Yes. And to warn away the rivals.
1: Oh, this is good. I like this. Keep going.
0: Okay. Now we're going to jump across the ocean. It deals a little bit with the uh, with the spring equinox. Did you know? Yes. You, well, this one's just a matter of fact. I'm just going to tell you. The early Egyptians built the Great Sphinx so that it points directly towards the rising sun on the spring equinox. Isn't yes. that neat? i, I Yes. Well, I told you this was going to be a fact I was sharing <laughs> <Right>. with you. <laughs> okay. Also, this is when we've talked about, you know, another thing that goes with spring is Easter. And I know we've talked about I, I this. would
1: say, yeah, that's kind of was me for a kid. Easter was the sign of spring.
0: There you go. So do you know what determines when Easter will be?
1: The calendar. <laughs> I mean you the calendar. <laughs> It's 40 days after Ash Wednesday. That's oh what determines gosh. Easter.
0: Boom. Easter always falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after spring equinox.
1: True. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. You're not even listening when I say it's I, a I, fact or a or, It's uh, impressive. A I have
1: to be honest. This is impressive. All of these things, I had no idea. The closest one I was to was on the songbird bike.
0: Here's one more for Easter. Oh, boy. What does the Easter egg symbolize? Immediately, I
1: went to the (laughs) Cadbury Bunny, and I was thinking the Reese's (laughs) Pete, what does the I have have no I would say rebirth.
0: Very close. New life. New life. Okay. Yep. See? You were were very close on that one. Lastly, name an animal that hibernates and then wakes in the spring. A bear. Yes, you got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have this news release that just crossed my desk, by the way. The Yellowstone National Park has stated they have spotted the first grizzly of the year. Yogi. Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks says now is the time of year where grizzly bears will begin to start waking up from hibernation. They made this comment. Typically, you see males emerging first from their dens in March and then the females with cubs will typically come out in May and April. Both agencies want all to get into the habits of carrying bear spray, traveling in groups, remembering to be bear aware by securing (laughs) food sources such as garbages, bird feeders, and keeping the pet food indoors. After the break, maybe this was on your bucket list, a backpacking trip, or you're ready like us to just hit the trails. Stay where you are. We talk tips when we come back. We've all probably been in a situation where we needed to make a phone call and couldn't because we didn't have signal or reception. We couldn't get a text out, a message, nothing. It can be downright scary when it feels like we're cut off from the world and a person needs to be located or we need to locate someone. That's where Atlas Tracks comes in. Atlas Tracks owner, Carolyn Stash. It's called Atlas Tracks. We handle GPS trackers. We recently added safety products, so life rafts and satellite phones and all marine electronics. So it's beacons, safety gear, tracking devices that I can use anywhere? Absolutely. It's everywhere. I have personal beacons that people take hiking. I take mine skiing. Guys are taking them backcountry in Montana. So I do have people going deer hunting for days. They'll take them on their ATVs, but it's for every outdoor adventure sport needing to be located when you're out of cellular range head to atlastracks.com. that's tracks with an x atlas tracks
1: as i mentioned to beck just a little bit ago you took my ideas i was the one who did the quizzes i was the one who did the <laughs> trivia and the fun facts and you you stole uh, it you took it so I,
0: i'm gonna take i ran it back. with it
1: i'm taking it back i am taking this completely back can you mention, can you think of a couple names for backpacks? Since, since you wanted to talk about this, can you think of a couple that have been used over the years to describe a backpack? Slinging on a backpack?
0: Oh, Are you talking, you know, brands of backpacks? No, no, or are we no, not like, just... no,
1: not Kelty or, your, or Osprey or something your, like no, that. No, 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 names, names of a backpack, another name. Like rucksack, do you know some oh, other Oh, yeah, ones?
0: that's one I use a lot is it when I say I have stress, even I've thrown down my rucksack. Uh, now you've got me, like a deer in the headlights. Okay.
1: uh, They were called money bag way back when. They were called pack sack way back then.
0: Game bag. That would be another one.
1: That, in the outdoor world, mm-hmm. yes. Or in the hunting world, I should mm-hmm. say. Satchel, knapsack. Well, I did a little digging. The first backpack was discovered. Uh, it was found alongside the frozen remains of Utsi, uh, I believe, the Iceman, in 13th. Thir- no, 3300 B.C. This man was traveling across Italy, and he was killed and preserved in the glaciers. And it was a couple of German hikers in the year 1991 that stumbled upon his corpse. They let the experts know, and they dated him back to 3300 B.C. That's the first Whoa. scientific evidence of a backpack. And he had, Uzi had in his backpack some hunting gear. He had uh, made some. He had some thread to sew. He was a he was a prepper, a survivor, just like us. I
0: was just thinking, was he a real relative of yours? I mean, this is, sounds just Ootsie. like. <laughs> <laughs> now here's
1: something else. Do you know what a bindle is? A bindle.
0: No, I've never heard of I that term. I didn't know
1: that. Think think of the old hobo on the train, right? Their stick with their with their handkerchief. A bindle. Okay. They were created from sticks and canvas cloths during the American Civil War in 1870. because that's kind of, And that's how some of the soldiers carried their gear, which made sense. They could find a stick, and you had some cloth, and they said nothing better than to have that to go into battle, to carry it on their back. It's called Bindo.
0: Oh, my gosh. I never knew that actually had a term see, or a name see, for it.
1: Two of us can do this. <laughs> Take
0: well well look at you look at you and you know Tigger is he's jumping in and getting all excited with this backpacking as over the weekend we were doing you know getting ahead of ourselves maybe but we were excited for spring we had a day that was a little warmer. We were out in the shop we started organizing cleaning up doing spring cleaning and then before I knew it he Re-packing was packing the packs. He was dragging out our packs and, and getting all excited to get geared up which is why we thought today is a great day. To start talking and about I, getting I ready switch, for backpacking.
1: I switch for the seasons. You know, the winter backpacks that we that I go with wherever I go. And then the summer that we kind of switch out with a little bit more spring-summer type.
0: That is right. And, you and you're and your really good, so. too. And that might be something we talk here in a little bit about as well is about how to take care of our packs as you're changing from winter to spring. And that way you're just ready to roll right out the door. When if you comes,
1: remember Mark Dreesen that you had on the show. I love Mark. Such rem- a nice guy. Wonderful, great guy. And he said he has a number, he had like seven different packs. I'm not saying you need seven, <laughs> we have more than seven. But <laughs> we're like that, though, too, of having different packs for different occasions.
0: Come Correct. Absolutely. And, you know, those of you that have our backpackers and then those of you that are maybe thinking about getting into it and are a little overwhelmed because as Tigger just said, you can easily accumulate uh multiple packs depending on month, yeah. how far you're going. If you're going for a day or going for hunting, multiple days. Hunting
1: has its you have your yes, own backpack. You're for going
0: hunting. hunting for, you know, it could be wildlife. Or going fishing, you gotta have your own fishing. Yes, backpack. or maybe you're just going out and looking, you know, for mushrooms, something like that. Depends on how much you need to carry with you. Well, okay. I did take the time and I reached out to backpacker Steve Schuster and asked his thoughts on how to help those of us that are interested in packing or maybe even considering doing that overnight trip and what were some important things not to overlook. Steve, appreciate you giving us your quick thoughts. Where do you think we should start preparing?
2: Well, I have three things that I always put front and center for me and it's the kind of the 3 P's planning preparation and practice the planning and preparation piece is one opportunity that i think that most miss and today there's just so much great information youtube has uh, you know it's an amazing resource i would absolutely recommend you you start with in mind you have to have an idea so what is this is this a five day three so what do you need well one thing you absolutely definitely need and this is the mistake people make all the time is footwear you need really really comfortable and supportive footwear and it's the one thing that that you can't wait till the end so make sure that you prepare purchase or if you have a good pair and they should be waterproof and they should be comfortable And don't wait a week before you're going. So number one. Number two, a backpack. Make sure that you do the research and make sure, depending upon, again, how far, what are you doing? I can't emphasize enough. Having the right backpack. that puts the weight on your hips, not on your shoulders. A backpack that has the flexibility to to take your sleeping bag. Make sure you understand the temperature range. So make sure you have all of that pre-planned and make sure you start with from your skin out so make sure you have wicking wicking base layer top and bottom i would also recommend again hiking poles if if you're going to be uh in in steep terrain and you're going to have a lot of weight on your back so all of those little details though are critically important in making sure that you're going to have an incredible experience so those those are some of the some of the the highlight things
0: oh absolutely and the other big takeaway from these items that Steve just mentioned is to remember to try your gear before you head out, yes. especially yes. the backpacks, you know, those are going to fit you differently They might have fit fit great in the store, but now you go home and you put your 30 pounds worth of gear inside of them. Now see how it fits and go for a hike. And I'm saying go for a hike that is a couple of miles long with multiple divisions of terrain. Go up and down those hills. It's going to be different than walking on pavement. And if you're not familiar with how your new tent you might have gotten for backpacking, because a lot of times those tents are a little different setup than the one you might put in the backyard for the kids, have fun with it and Make sure you take that time and try all of your gear. That's all I can say. There's there's a lot of important takeaway just from that is definitely have the items Steve mentioned, but be familiar with and how to use those.
2: Beck, you 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 just reminded me of a, one other piece that I that I failed to mention, but it is part of that three Ps. You know, if if you are gonna go on these extended trips that you do need to start getting in shape and training. Because you've got elevation, which is a big thing that people just don't realize. You have to understand, you have to be in shape, physical shape, or you will not have a great experience. So put that into the equation, uh, whether it's a fishing, backpacking, or a hunting trip.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. I agree with him a thousand percent, because if you're going on a trip, or like you like to hunt on horseback, you need to have that pack on, and you need to know what it's going to feel like when it's on all day, and you're putting on five miles, versus like me. A lot of times, I've just I've got the pack, and it just goes on my back from here to the truck, here to the tractor, Absolutely. here to the trailer, here to the car. Don't and think it sits you're just going to
0: wake up and the next day be able to go a couple of miles.
1: And it it uh, we've had it happen with us before too, where mm-hmm. remember last was it two years ago? We were in the Badlands. And that pack of mine that we thought fit perfect and we spent hours. And then all of a sudden, once we geared this thing up and I didn't practice with it at home, remember it made blisters on my side. You had some
0: severe rub marks. We were really surprised. And then when you're "Hmm." way out there, you know, you still got to hike back with that. Right. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go one step further, too. You brought up something that, you know... Is very important, too. The backpack isn't just for hiking and all of that, although I have made fun and jest of you in the past, but you travel with a backpack wherever
1: we go. Every time we leave the house. It's not for me. It's for somebody else, the and first aid kit. what all you that. said
0: on the ranch. Whether you're going on the tractor, you're heading out to help move cattle, whatever you're doing, you have a pack somewhere not far off.
1: All the time. It's, it's a little gear bag. It's the same way as... If somebody has their pockets full of stuff, I just happen to have a little bigger bag full of stuff.
0: I love this from history to tips so much more. You never know where we're going to go next. Do Neither you? do we.
1: <laughs> Neither do we.
0: Stay with us, folks. We make our final bend right after this. We'll be right back. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. Last year, we got to meet Rob, Todd, and Jason, the crew from Wabalo Creek Outfitters, and hear about their hunts. So, Rob, what can we expect on a hunt with Wobblow Creek Outfitters?
2: We're a family-style hunt. We have bunk rooms where there's twin beds in every room. We can accommodate up to about 12 people. We have plenty of showers, plenty of bedrooms. All your bedding is included, all your food. Most people who come and hunt with Wabalo Creek Outfitters, you come as a client, but you kind of leave a stand. And most of our hunters have come back five, six, since we've opened and hunted with us every year.
0: Sure, they want you to have a hunt of a lifetime, but it is more important for Wobblow Creek Outfitters to have a personal connection with each person. Book your hunt today. Head to wobblowcreekoutfitters.com. That is W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, Wabalo, located in southwest Missouri for your next turkey or whitetail hunt. And don't forget, be sure to tell them Beck from the Bend sent ya. Bullza! Have I mentioned how much I love hearing from fans, listeners of the show? Had one reach out the other day. Tigger, please play it for everyone.
1: Hey, my name is Dale. I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I heard your show on channel 147 in my truck, I got Sirius Satellite. Anyways, I heard your recipe about uh, brine for venison. I'm a hunter myself, so if you can call me or send the recipe to my email address, I'll give it to you. Thank you.
0: Bye. Thanks so much, Dale, for reaching out and happy to hear you're a hunter, too. I am more than happy to share my recipes with you. Check your email box. All right, for everyone else, head to our Facebook page, The Bend Show. I've posted the Irish corn venison brine recipe. Now, heading back to the hotline for updates, the foundation Over the Edge Outdoors that supports veterans, active military, and their families has this.
1: I was just calling you with a field update. We're going to be having a Veteran get to go on opportunity hunt to shoot a antelope at Hell's Canyon Bowhunting Ranch in South Dakota. That hunt's going to be August 19th through the 24th. We're going to be posting that up on our website within the next couple days. And whenever we get that up on our website, we'll be taking applications. We'll do our drawing around July. If any of your followers are interested, our website is www.overtheedgeoutdoors.org. And what we do is we provide veterans, service members,
2: and Gold Star families with all expensive paid hunting, fishing, boat fishing, and other outdoor
0: adventures. Thank you, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Great to hear from you, Chris. And folks, there are lots of ways to get involved with Over the Edge Outdoors outside of just monetary. If you have hunting or fishing on your farm or ranch, et cetera, maybe a boat to borrow, get in touch with Over the Edge Outdoors. They'd sure appreciate hearing from you. Lastly, an update from the field, Travis Teal from Buckstorm.
1: I thought I'd call in and hope everybody's had a good shed hunting season and hopefully uh, been killing some coyotes, but the elk are getting closer to dropping. We'll be out looking for elk sheds before we know it. Usually like to go out by right around like mid-April into May. Uh, Most of them are off the ground by then. Kind of leave them alone until then, maybe just kind of scout out some and. Try to pinpoint them so it makes it a little easier on a person. But hope everybody's been having some luck. Before we know it, summer will be here. We'll be right back into scouting. And then fall will be here before we know it. It goes fast. So hope everybody's had a good winter. I'm hoping that spring has finally sprung. And... We'll talk to you next time.
0: You know, shed hunting or even on our place, it's almost one of those upkeep items on the to-do list around the place. Amazing how after winter, the deer dropping antlers and say hay yards can really become in some ways a nuisance. Can't tell you how many times we found one stuck in a tractor tire. Regardless, spring is here. Make the most of it and happy hunting those sheds. Now, remember, if you have a field update, a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363 or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram follow at, that's A with a circle, The Bend Show. Thank you to my producer and sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart and to Steve Schuster for the backpacking tips, the Bend Field Staff, Travis Teal from Buckstorm. Be sure to catch their latest season just released on YouTube. And to Chris Ellenberg from Over the Top Outdoors. It's a great foundation giving back again to veterans, active military, and their families by creating memorable hunts and fishing excursions. And lastly, to our caller, Dale Shenoff appreciate hearing from you. Check your inbox. My corn venison recipe has been sent. As you'll all make those new memories for 2022, be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always tagging the Ben show on social media, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, to ranching, farming, to your rural way of life. We want to see it all. We want to see and hear those memorable moments missed this episode find all our shows on the website thebendshow.com and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app booking 2022 to 2023 events now change things up and have us beck and tigger help you with your event from MCs to entertainment to acting as a host couple let us make your gathering extra special thank you to our partners atlas tracks little rack taxidermy mickey's mustard downtown threads oklahoma Wolf Auctioneers, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wobbolo Creek Outfitters, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch back if you can next week on The Bend.